Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Tale of Two Sisters. Today, I am joined by my wonderful sister, Jessica. Jessica, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. So on today's episode, we wanted to talk about what the afterlife meant to us, what our definition of it is, what we believe it to be. And this will probably be more of a Rachel heavy episode, which is okay. But um, yeah, we want to dig into the afterlife. Jessica, do you want me to get started on what I think about the afterlife? Go for it. <laughs> I'm going to drink my coffee. Drink your coffee. Coffee's very <laughs> grounding. So for me, and I guess I kind of want to start before afterlife. I want to start to before life. And I believe that we are a soul that is residing in a human, that we're having a human experience, and that we come from the spark of God, the spark of source whatever you believe it. And we have to come to this planet. It's like, it's like, once you start talking about it, you're like, Oh, this is kind of deep, heavy. Um, before we incarnate into our human form as a soul, we meet with our soul team, our group, wherever we're coming from. And we kind of chart out our life. Now, do I think that every little experience is set in stone? Every little thing is you know, oh, this is how, this is what happened because you chose this and this and that. I don't necessarily subscribe to those beliefs, but I do subscribe to, there are certain lessons in which we have to learn. And that if we do not learn them from previous lifetimes, those are lessons that you have to learn and they get louder and they kind of repeat it. Now, Jessica may believe, and I'll ask her this in a second, that this also can be just in your, in your lifespan, this current lifespan. If there is a lesson in which I don't feel like I'm worthy of love. How many times have you seen people, they still get into the same lesson in the same situation? Do you understand? Do you, do you understand that Jessica? That sounded so condescending. Do you, under, do you, do you get what I'm, what I'm laying down there? I get what you're putting out there. <laughs> Not condescending at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was rude, but more of a, um, you know, I mean, like people who maybe have issues with not managing their money, right? You know, they, they have big windfalls and then they lose it all, you know, so that can kind of be in this, within this lifespan. Now, when we go through life, I also believe that when we pass away, there is an afterlife. So is it, do we go to heaven? Do we go to a kind of a learning place? Do we go off planet? Do we kind of get sucked back into source? I think it's a hard concept to kind of really truly believe and really truly think of because I don't necessarily subscribe to heaven and hell. I kind of subscribe to we're all energy and we get put back into that same ball of energy. (laughs) I'm going to 
tee this off to Jessica. I'm all about the PGA <laughs> Tour today. <laughs> Jessica, when you hear the word afterlife, what what comes to your mind? Uh, surprisingly, the solar system. Just oh, I love that. in general. I guess for me, I've never really kind of uh, subscribed to the idea of heaven and hell, same as you. Or also, I know when I was younger, I definitely thought the idea of reincarnation was really exciting or the idea of like a soul mm-hmm. going out and coming back in. Yeah. It sounded exciting and fun and why not kind of a feeling. But the more I explore science and evolution and just religion in general, it just doesn't feel the right path for me. Uh-huh. I like the idea of we're all made up of atoms and those atoms come from the dust of the stars that have been extinguished. And that sounds magical to me and it makes me feel connected to everyone, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I guess for me, it's more the immediateness of life and not thinking of the promise of a life after Mm -hmm. everything that's here is in my power. And once Mm -hmm. it's, extinguished that's the end of it and it's it's interesting whenever i discuss it everybody says the same response that they feel so sad well it doesn't really matter if i'm right or wrong because we're not going to be there to know if i missed the mark i guess but for me it was interesting um not to pivot but i like you know the (laughs) idea of an, an analogy um i was talking to my aunt who's a nun And talking about, I was feeling a little stifled professionally and I just need a little help. And she was like, you know what? You just need to give everything that you are to the universe. Just like get down on your hands and knees and say, I am just exhausted and I don't know what it is. And just to put it into someone else's hands and to just have hope that it will come true. And that sounded great. But then isn't that saying that the work that's required to be successful is in the hands of someone else and it doesn't require me the American idea of like, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. So it seems this dichotomy of the idea of, okay, should I just be like, so I'm just going to sit there and say, universe, do it for me. Or am I like my sister who is not that person at all? That woman has done everything to be successful. She works her butt off. I've never, ever talked to her where she's not having a book, doing a course, researching something, putting it out there. So She may believe in the idea of putting it out to the universe, but she doesn't leave it there. She has always been the ultimate inspiration of, okay, that's a great idea, but Rachel's never going to say that's good enough. So that's where I have a hard time with the idea of once we die, we just, wherever we go, we go and that's it. Or we will just put it out there like a lottery ticket and spend that money and just be hopeful of it. And then that power is given to someone else. I think ring appropriate to me. (laughs) So one, I do believe in what she is saying to surrender to the universe, to give it to the universe, but there's more steps that come with that. You can't just surrender and say, I want my soulmate. I'm calling in my soulmate. Well, if I sit on my couch and watch Netflix, do you think my soulmate's going to knock on the door and say, right? Well, yes. I mean, that's what you're saying. Go and just wait. No, it's not wait. It's the next step is you need to get into inspired action. So listening to the whispers of divine, why, and for you, it's more of, okay, what lights me up inside? What excites me? What makes me passionate? What makes me really, 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 I want to go for that. 
You know, like you're a, an amazingly creative person. You're supremely talented. And for you, it's how do I get that talent and that creativity and then translate it into a payable thing where your worth and your value, you know, relates into services. So for her, yes, surrender to the universe, surrender to divine, surrender to maybe just, yeah, I'm exhausted, but I'm going to drop it down because you've got to get out of the mind and into the heart because everything that we do needs to be heart centered and it needs to come from the heart because for you, especially where your creative juices are and where all that inspiration and all that juiciness is. I just feel like it's juicy today. Awesome. <laughs> you know, Ooh, la, la, la. but that's where, that's where the magic is. And yes, it is silencing the monkey mind. It's silencing all of the responsibilities, everything that you have to do on a day-to-day basis. Just think about when you when you wake up in the morning and everything you have to do, I have to, I, I help my husband, I help my kids, I, I get the house ready, I make breakfast, I pack lunches, I better, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. But what about for you? And how do you get into that getting out of my to-do list and your mind shifting into the heart? And look what you've already started in the past couple of weeks. My sister is really good about, you know, she goes for a run. That That's healing and cathartic for her. You also get into a meditative state. That's where you're listening to. And it's just yourself. For you, it's yourself. For me, I bring in my team. I might bring in someone else, you know? And then it's like, okay, but then I get, I always ask this, what is my next divine aligned action to take? And maybe for you, it's what's my next aligned action to take? Give me one action step, just one, just one. And maybe it's, oh, reach out to that person. Or maybe it's, oh, I'm going to, come up with a proposal and I'm going to do a pitch. You know, you just don't know, like in those moments of stillness is where we get those moments of action. And for me, yeah, it may appear that I'm always in action and I'm always doing stuff, but I have to slow myself down to say, okay, I don't need to take on the whole entire world. I don't need to do 50,000 things because that's going to deplete me. It's not going to make me happy. It's not going to bring joy in my life. I have to quiet the monkey mind down, go into my heart and say, okay, Rachel. (sighs) And then for me, it shifted out of kind of, it's really shifted me into a new path of now I have a healing program because I really want to be a channel of healing for people and really a channel of healing and transformation. And for you, it's, you bring joy to people's spaces. Simple as that. You bring joy to people. You do events that bring joy to people. So it's like, well, how can I bring joy to more people in their life? Maybe it's a beautiful space. Like we don't go on video because we're on a podcast. My sister designed my beautiful set, you know, and whenever I look at it, I know that one, my sister's with me. And two, I know that it brings people joy and peace by looking at my space. Because how many people are on a Zoom background? Oh, what's in the background? What's going on there? (laughs) You know? So yes, we went really off topic there. But I do agree with your aunt in saying surrender it. Because we have to surrender in order to feel the peace, in order to get clear of the mind, in order to then get the next aligned, inspired action. And for me, it's divinely inspired. And for you, it's just your inspired action. And that comes from within. Everything comes from within. So it's our long tangent there. I hope that made sense to you, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does. And I guess it's like that idea that you do and propose for others to, to look within 
with a divine spark or whatever other, you know, verbiage that's more appropriately said that I'm obviously super good at. Um, but you're still proposing that all of that work be done here. Yeah. It's heart. not once it's we not die. External. Right, right. But it's still within the time frame of your life, you know. Yeah, right, I guess 100%. for me, it's like I'm gonna, you know, hoof it and bust my butt for the rest of my life mm-hmm. to be a better person. And it's not just to be successful, to have a loving family, to have a rewarding friendships and all of that. It's also like doing that internal internal work of, yeah. you know, whatever pains of your your childhood or or whatever you've experienced through your life and being able to let that go and yeah. to grow within. So hopefully the goal is to feel complete by the time that yeah. you die and to not feel that anything was amiss or was lost. And then the afterlife, I guess, to me, doesn't feel necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I would love to say when I die, I get to go see my grandma because I miss her. But is that a wish or is that a reality? So that's where I always have that internal battle of like Occam's razor of like, what's more logical? We die, we turn into worm food and we cycle of life. And, you know, hopefully I get to be a mushroom pot or some sort of tree. So I'm not like, you know, polluting the world, but, but my, my, my life at that, like that infinite nature is eliminated and I have to live within this time frame of 80 years of experience. And I have to make sure that I don't waste this week and sit on my couch and watch too much Netflix. I have to turn off my social media and I have to work on me because there is a finite amount of days allotted to me. So I guess to me, that makes me have more of a push when I feel like when we come to the end, did I take advantage of every day? Mm -hmm. And like, I always say to my, my daughter, when her grandma wants to see her, she's like, oh, it's so boring. I'm like, but someday your grandma's not going to be there and you're going to miss her. And you had made the choice of within your life. Did you take advantage of these wonderful moments with people you love? Or did you kind of like, it'll be what it is. And then maybe when we die, we'll get to see them. You know, I guess it's making it more, you're more accountable of your actions within your time frame. And if I'm wrong again, then that's a bonus. But again, I don't know. It just, I wish my logic brain and I could go just with my heart, but my logic brain says, okay, no, you get this amount of time, make the best of it, not wishful thinking or a bonus round. It's just the culture of, you know, society says work really hard, or is it that you get a second chance once you die and you get to do it again? Just feels good to think that, but does it seem logical? I don't know. And I, and I can understand your point of view and it, and it does bring up a point of live your life to the fullest. And do you have to have a near, I mean, how many people have we read about that have had near death experiences? And then it's like, well, now I'm going to go hike the mountain and now I'm going to go do this. And now I'm going to tell the people I love them and I'm not going to hold back. And, and really in this lifetime, regardless if this is all that there is, we really should strive to live life to its fullest. We really should you know, tell people we care about them, resolve issues, say, Hey, you know what? You hurt my feelings. You don't want to, I mean, how many, it's not like you're sitting on your deathbed saying, I wish I worked more. I wish I hustled more. No, it's, I wish I told my grandma, I loved her. I wish that, you know, I, I told my sister, I'm sorry. I wish that, you know, it's, it's these, but I think for us and what we're trying to say is that, yes, I do believe in an afterlife. And I think that's kind of gives me a little bit more freedom to, for me, I feel like everything's going to be okay. No matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Uh, But 
to Jessica's point, I still have the responsibility and the expectation within myself. I want to be happy. Like for me, everything is love or above. I want to be in peace and I want to be present. If that's just me sitting, sitting down and watching Netflix and I feel happy and I feel peace, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to beat myself up because I did that 57 days in a row. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I probably will. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, I, but I, I think I have comfort for me knowing that, yeah, I will be, I will see grandma again. I will see our brother again. I will see my grandfather again, but it'll be in a different capacity because death is just a doorway and I can see them now. I can feel them now. I can have conversations with them now. I don't have to be expired in my tree pod over my sister's book box. I'm just saying there will be tree pods. I, I, I know people get grossed out by no, it. It's so funny because food. it's so funny. This, this episode just released, um, another podcast that I do. It's, it's me, not you. I have a, we actually lessons from the dead and we actually, all three of us want to be tree pods. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not just me now. It's not me no. and my sister now. What? No. And, no, I, I, and I would like to say I was there first. I like seven or eight years ago. I was like, I do not want to be cremated. I don't yeah. want to be in a box. I yeah. want to like put me back into the earth. I and mean, if I could go Viking, I'd go Viking, but you know, that's illegal. So, you know, trees, it is tree. It is. And, um, but no, it's, it is interesting that, you know, but like you just return back to the earth, return right. back to the earth. And, you know, if you become a flower, a tree, however it is, that's fine. But for, for me, I know that there's like, almost like there's a bigger stage at play. You know, I feel like, you know, as a human or a soul having a human experience, there's so much more out there. And I, and I'm, and for me, I'm like, this isn't all that there is. There's so much more to experience. And I'm looking forward to that. And I, as a multidimensional being, I do get to experience that. But that's another topic another day. <laughs> but for afterlife, but I think, yes, I believe in it. And that's okay that Jessica doesn't believe in it. But I think both of us have a very similar message is you still have to live life to its fullest. You still have to find joy, what is meaningful to you, what lights you up, what makes you happy. You want to be an excellent partner, uh, a good, a good uh, role model for others. Uh, uh, What do we always say? We want our kids to be contributing members of society, positive contributor members of society, you know, and because we want to lead the way for our kids. But it, it is interesting. We don't have to have the same beliefs, but we still have the same desires of, you know, living our life to its fullest. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the the biggest message is, you know, I've, I've come in contact with people that were very religious and they, their choices, it seemed of their time, their money, their just their affiliations and all those choices seem to be made based on the promises of our afterlife. So I'm just proposing that the choices that you make are based on what makes you happy, not being, I'm not saying in a selfish way, you should still be a contributing member to society, mm-hmm. you know, have an ethical viewpoint and, you know, yeah. make choices about others. I'm just saying that the promise of an afterlife or the threat of, not know, happiness because it of is hell, sorry, the threat of hell. Or, yeah. yeah, it should be based on the choices because you know what's good and yeah. right within you. And the decisions you make for your life should be based on that, not at the threat or the promise of something after. So again, heck yeah, I want to see my grandmother. I miss her every day and it would be wonderful. And then when Rachel and I, because, you know, 
she'll go first because she's older. And um, <laughs> so so I, we will meet there because I don't Listen, think I've I'll be day. haunting you. I know, like, I know. I, I know. Yes, I mean, did you have that? <laughs> I always thought that was as a kid. Like, okay, so she got to do everything first because she's older. And I'm like, well, you get to die first and I'll meet you later. You know, like oh, as, as a child, childish brain, I'll see you in two years after heart. I die. Right. But I mean, I can't imagine a life without her. So it would be wonderful to think that there would be her after I leave these yeah. earthly planes. I guess. I don't know. There's, And you're right. I do believe we only use, what, 10% of our brain. How much of it are we missing? So I guess my overarching always is, yeah, I may say I don't believe in it, but I am the first one to admit that I don't know everything right. and I can always be wrong. You know, and I always think about the the quote from the movie Contact, which I know is cheesy, but it's one of my favorites. <gasps> Is you know the idea is their other life, you know, but there's a whole lot of wasted space if there's nothing else going on. I mean, I mean, first one to say I don't know. You bring up a a good point though, and we talked about this in the in a previous episode about how our grandmother paid for these trinkets almost to get a ticket to heaven, you know. And I do not subscribe to a I need to tithe more in order for me to have permission for an afterlife. You know, I just need to be a good person. I need to have ethics. I need to live in integrity. I need to live in love. I need to be kind to other people. And I need to just be a genuine person of society. Do I think that there are only a certain allotment tickets to get to the afterlife for every being? No. You know, that that's a little insane thinking, I would believe. But there are people that do believe that, that, oh, if I subscribe to this thought and this person and this thing, and then and then I get to have this glorious afterlife. But why are we pausing our life in order to get to something that in Jessica's point of view may or not be real? You know, live your life now to the fullest. Find what makes you happy. Find what makes you put you in joy and do that you know, move on from relationships that are no longer serving you, move on from positions, jobs are no longer serving you. If you want to go surf in Hawaii, that's when you go to your heart and you find the whispers from divine or from yourself and you get into that next divine aligned action or the next aligned action. And then you get to plot out your life. Now for me, I firmly believe this, and, and this is not a, probably something that Jessica does not subscribe to. I believe that God puts desires in our heart that are meant to come true. And we all have big visions and big plans, but then we limit ourselves when we get in the day-to-day hustle and bustle of life. And that's what I'm striving right now is, okay, I have these big plans and now how do I, how do I implement them? That, that's where I'm at right now. And, and it's Jessica brings up an excellent point. And this is a good reminder for me too, is that if this is all that there is, is this, is, is this the life I want to leave behind? Or do I want to say, yes, I'm, I'm on a surfing kit guys. Yes. I went surfing in Australia, like, you know, and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. My son really wants to go to Australia and I'm going to figure out a way how to go to Australia. If you're one of our Australian listeners, and if you want us to come out and do a live podcast, I come, there, I come. <laughs> sign me up, sign my sister up, I'm putting it out I to the universe, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to figure out a way to get there, you know, and everything's a replenishing resource that we can, we can maybe talk about manifestation on, on a different episode, anything else that you want to add to our, our sort of afterlife episode. <laughs> 
No, no. I just think it's an interesting topic. And I think no matter what, just make the life that you have what you want it to be. And if you get something after, it's a bonus prize. I love that. Like the prize in the Cracker Jack box, you know, like, heck yeah, this is amazing. It's like, Toy prize. It? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not saying that you should be like, oh, that's a terrible concept or an idea because it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's wonderful to think that you'd get to have all the people that you lost in your life again. And who yeah. doesn't want that? But again, and I think I want to wrap it up with is that you can have heaven and hell now. Like you can live a life of beauty and your own personal nirvana, your own personal heaven, or you can be in victim mindset. Oh, what was me? And then you're living in your personal hell. So you can live that now on earth in this human experience today. So if it were me, I would choose to live a life in heaven and positivity and live my best life possible. And I think that's what I want to live it at and understand that there are periods of life that you are going to go through a hell. And like Jessica said, I, I may have to heal from the traumas of my youth and I may have to really look at that. Healing is never finished. There's always more layers to go down into And that's where we bump up to the heaven and the hell. And ultimately we want to live in the heaven, right? Definitely. So thank you all so much for listening of Tale of Two Sisters and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.